Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Things. We're back, man. Episode 231. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'll knock this out right at the top of the podcast. Um, for those who follow um, the podcast on Instagram, um, you've seen that my father passed um, on Friday. And I posted that. And I've mentioned many times on here that he had a terminal disease and it was getting worse. Um, I wanted to say this first and foremost. Um, I think it's important, whoever's out there listening, um, make sure you develop strong character traits, like like build up strength within yourself, consistency, whether it's going to the gym, trying to make more money, just trying to be a better overall human being because when somebody you love dies, it will expose you. It will expose you. If you're a weak person now, you're going to be the weakest motherfucker ever when your mom dies or when your dad dies. You know, like to, for an example, today I started my day off by hitting the gym and then we met up here at the at the studio at 2.30 to do a photo shoot. Um, we'll discuss more about that later. Um, and then we're doing the podcast now. So I've never broke anything. I never broke away from anything I was doing because my dad died. And let's be clear. I cry every motherfucking day. I cry every day, man. That's my dad. I share his name. Me and him have the same name. The person that taught you how to ride a bike, the person that taught you how to drive a car, the person that taught you how to throw a football, how to tackle, the person that you've known your whole 37 years has died. That's a very hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it'll just hit me out of nowhere sometimes and I just I just cry, man. And I am I am actively grieving, but let's be clear. We still doing this motherfucking podcast, yo. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna break away from that. I don't. I'm. I, it's not like I'm making my dad content, but I think it's important for me to come on here after such a devastating e- event and come on here and let you know, man, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Some of you guys, man, you lost your mom, your dad, your brother, whoever it was, and you felt like life was over. It's not. Life is not over, man. You still have to live your life. Not to mention, don't be out here making your parent look like a fool. They wouldn't want you being fucking depressed. And some people turn into full-fledged alcoholics. They stop going to work. They just give up on life. Bro, you still have to live your life. Your mom, your dad, or whoever you love that passed, they would not want you to just fucking give up. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that my dad is now resting. He was going through a lot of pain with cancer. Um, He was looking really bad. And what gave me peace ultimately is I exhausted everything as a son. The last words that came out of my dad's mouth was, I love you, son. That's the last thing he told me. Mm -hmm. That is the last thing he told me. Every time we ended every phone call is what I love you, son. Every single call. And not only that, I had the privilege of having... I had I had time to create more experiences and memories with my dad. We took my dad to his first Lakers game. We had real good real good box seats. Um, Keith was there. Um, we uh, you know Keith and my best friend and his brother and everybody came down to visit my dad. My sister came down and and brought down my dad's yearbook from high school. Like there was so many different experiences and memories we made with our father. So we had the privilege of doing that. Some people, you just lose your mom or dad in a car crash or a shooting. You lose them in an instant, and you got to pick up the pieces, whereas I had the privilege 
of being able to witness my dad on a weekly basis for many, 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 many months. It's almost from the, his diagnosis to the time he died was almost two years. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought. He was a fighter. So um, I want to dedicate this episode to my father, Eddie McGee Jr. I love you. Um, and I'm going to make sure I wear that name the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, now, something to add to this conversation is just the, 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 the business of death. The very unfortunate business of death. Less than 10 hours after my dad was dead, I was on the phone with somebody that, that you know, basically had his body in, under refrigeration. Um, and it's crazy how much of a business death is. Mm-hmm. Less than 10 hours, this guy's like, basically, I got to pay over, you know, eleven, twelve hundred dollars <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to prepare some stuff, paperwork and all kind of stuff. And I'm just like, wow, like this, it's crazy how much this stuff is. And you know, the insurance don't kick in right away. So if it's any upfront cost, it gotta be, you gotta get the death certificates at least first before you do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we waiting on the death certificates and all this other stuff. So it's, it's just, I would tell anybody, man, make sure you talk to someone who has had to get, get their parents or family members affairs in order. Mm-hmm. Because it's a difficult task, man. It's it's a difficult thing to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. I, I think the way that I, I tend to look at death now is, um, especially when someone is that close, a father figure, a, a cousin, an uncle, whatever the case may be, you know, as 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 uh, like content creators or people striving to do something, you may be in college, you may be trying to, start your own business you may be just working a regular job but trying to move up the ladder you know in terms of your company um but there was like a a lot of times what happens is the people that uh pass away they genuinely believe in you like they yeah you know they support like when i think about uh, my grandma passing away she was the one that like sat me down and was like this is how you write see we would even have like the line paper and if we didn't have like you know you have the the college rule paper, she wouldn't even let us write regularly on there. We would have to like use all three lines because you know like when you mm, do the lowercase, yep. the eight, the top of the H got to touch the middle right. line, all that. Like she would make us write, yes, like on those paper. And if we didn't have it, we would have to use three lines and mm-hmm. make it make it work. So, um, you know, just knowing how important education was to her. You know what I mean? And me going to get my degree like that is partly due to, you know, the stuff that she instilled in me at a young age. And, you know, my uncle just, you know, always being like my biggest fan and, you know, being super supportive of my art and my career and stuff like that. And, you know, when you when people pass away and they don't get to see, you know, in real, you know, and I guess in the physical world, they don't get to see you um fulfill you know some of the things that they you know believed in you early on or they seen the the genesis of a business starting and stuff right. like that it's it's up to us as you know people still breathing to to fulfill those things yeah. you know you don't want i don't want anybody that believed in me to die in vain 100 percent. when you uh just give up when you uh you know you don't get out of bed for two four you know two three weeks at a time and you just sitting there and, and it's and i don't want to you know, everybody grieves how how they grieve, and you know we we don't want to suppress any emotions by any no, means. No. But you know, your feelings shouldn't um, 
your feelings shouldn't steer how you how you move. Yeah. Like you can be sad and you can go to work. A hundred percent. You can be sad, you could do a podcast. You yes. can be sad and you can go to the gym. Yep. Um, and that's like that's cause cause what happens is like when you start to uh, make excuses for you not um, capitalizing on certain things or you're not fulfilling, you know, the thing that you set out to do, um, you can start to use that excuse for your whole life. A hundred percent. So it could be a thing where I'm tired, I don't want to go to work today. Or you know, I'm I'm you know I'm feeling a little I'm feeling a little off. I'm I'm not really feeling today. I'm gonna just you right. know, chill and watch Netflix all day or something like that. You know, and of course we need those days. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, when you when you really working towards something, you got to put your feelings aside because yeah. you know um, this uh, our our world and our network of human beings is all is all intertwined. It's all connected. So. Um, Someone is relying on the success of this podcast, you know, maybe, maybe the success of this podcast can help my mom retire. Maybe the success of this podcast can, you know, my grandma is, my grandma got dementia, you know, maybe our family doesn't have the resources to uh, put her in a home or something like that. But if this podcast is booming and we got thousands of people watching us, like I can afford, like, oh, that's nothing. Let me just take care of that. And maybe however many thousand a month, I'll take care of it. Y'all don't worry about it. But yeah. You know, that's like that's what that's what uh, this life looks like when you um, rid yourself of the excuses of, you know, striving for what you 100 percent trying to make happen. In addition to that, I feel like the way you live, like I mentioned before, it's going to be exacerbated by the loss of your family member. So if you were just literally very nonchalant about life and your parent dies, you're going to fall the fuck apart. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a dude, his mom died and he was just turned into a raging alcoholic for over six years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, honestly, you just turned into who the fuck you already were. Mm-hmm. You, you think that your mom would want you to be an alcoholic that slept inside the house all goddamn day? Yeah. I think there's a difference between mourning and giving up. Your ass gave up. Especially when part of the That's reason, crazy. you know, certain people died may have been, like, say, I'll just put it on the on the court. Like, say... Um, for instance, my grandma, uh, sh- she had uh, like something happened with her. I think it was her pancreas or something just because she she drank a lot. Um, if I were to, she passed away and I start slamming beers 24-7, you know what I mean? In in response to, you know, or that's my grieving or whatever the case may, may be. Like you, you also got to think about like what would your, what would your, um, your ancestor want for you in terms of like the grieving process. And if it's like, Hey, I died because I drink alcohol every day. And now you hear you're turning into an alcoholic. Like that's not what they will want. No, hell no. Mm-hmm. Hell if I, no. if I die because I was obese or I had a heart attack or something like that. And your grieving process, you know, includes you eating food or eating candy all day. Right. Like that's not what they will want for they you. They would want you to be a product of, you know, of you know uh, making the bad decisions mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago um my dad i was in the living room and i was watching i just looked at him and you you know when you've seen death when you look at your parent and they, they they're starting to look so bad that the the disease is eating them up so much that you just get a little emotional i started crying and my dad seen me and he was in his wheelchair and he wheeled over to me and he hugged me and he held me and then he just told me, like, he didn't really say too many words because he wasn't speaking a whole lot. He just, like, just, like, be strong, Eddie. You got to be strong. And I was like, I know. 
you know, but my dad knows me. He knows that I was in that having that having a moment. And, you know, he knows that after he dies, I'm going to be the one that handles the brunt of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to like, it's different. You know, me and my sister lost our dad, but I got his name. Mm-hmm. I can't be out here making my dad look stupid. Mm-hmm. So it's important for me to maintain my integrity and do what I need to do. Now, don't get it twisted. Like I said, I cry every motherfucking day. Every day. Sometimes multiple times a day. You know, but I I feel like the 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 good the good things that I added to my character never stop. My dad told me he had cancer and he told me that it was full blown in the middle of me and Keith. No. Actually, he mentioned that he found cancer and he said it could be treatable. In the middle of the podcast, I got right back on the mic and just kept going with no signs of no slipping. We just kept going. Then he called me a couple of days later or a week or so later with the full diagnosis. And I broke down. I cried. You know, I got it off and I accepted it. I've, I accepted my dad's death way before then. I was like, all right, now do we, what do we do? Um, but, man, I would just strongly encourage people, dude, please. Don't wait for a fucking New Year's resolution. Don't wait to become a better person. You need to do it now because you're going to fucking need it. You're going to need it when your mom dies. You're going to need it when your dad dies. You're going to need it when your friend dies. You're going to need it in that moment because it's all you will have. Strength, true strength is like a bank account. And money will save you on a rainy day. You know what a rainy day is? When your motherfucking mom dies, when your dad dies, that's when you need it. Because it's going to rain every fucking day. You're going to wake up. I can't believe my dad is not here. The next day, it's the same reality. The next day, it's the same reality. And if you don't have strength, you will fucking, you're just going to give up. And that's not okay, man. Mm -hmm. You still have your life to live. You still have your life to live. Don't give up. Um, It's another thing I'll add in here before we move on. Um, cause I don't want to spend too much time talking about death. I'm already dealing with it. I don't want to oversaturate, oversaturate the podcast with death. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, another thing that I found actually funny in, in the biggest moment of despair, there is always a joke. I was on the phone, uh, me and my sister were with the guy and, um, uh, and we were, you know, verifying some things for the death certificates. And he asked what the ethnicity was from, you know, my dad and his mother, uh, my grandmother. And my sister read the death certificate verbatim, and it said colored. And he said, excuse me? The birth my, certificate? Yeah, the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. What did I say? You said the death certificate. Oh, no, we were trying to get a death certificate. Mm-hmm. But in order to get the death certificate, we had to read off what was on the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. So my sister read the birth certificate and said, uh, it says colored. And he was like, um, what? <laughs> She's like, colored. He's like, um, Let's just go with African-American, right? <laughs> and it was funny. But in that moment where, you know, we're obviously getting our dad's affairs in order, um, I just thought it was funny how racist America was, though. Because, mm-hmm. goddamn, you didn't even you called us colored. <laughs> that is that is motherfucking racist as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm like, goddamn. <laughs> Mind you, I'm only 37, and my living father that, you know, just passed away was considered colored on his birth certificate. That is how not long ago this country viewed black Americans, which is pretty fucked up, right? But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um, Man, I I just want to tell Keith, man, how much I appreciate him. 
Oh, man. And I, I appreciate him, his mother, and my best friend, Desmond, of many years. And, you know, your mom called me. Or actually, I, she, she uh, reached out and said, you need to talk. Just please call me. And I called her. She was just there for me. And mm-hmm. I broke down. Like, mm-hmm. But I just, you know, because my mom really wasn't in my life a lot coming mm-hmm. up. And Keith's mother was always that for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just appreciate her filling that role in my life because everybody talks about how, you know, it's pivotal to not have a father in the home, but like not having a mom hurts too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And having a woman that really cares about you means so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely want to uh, tip my hat to her for always being there for me. Mm-hmm. But to all the podcast listeners, I appreciate y'all and all the people that reached out to me. To tell me, man, I'm sorry for your loss um, and praying for me and my family, man. I appreciate y'all. It's not just me um, <clears throat> looking at you guys as listeners of the podcast, but people who have been along this over four year journey with me who have seen all these things that have went on in me and Keith's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we appreciate you, man. And uh, let's go ahead and move on, man. Um, mm-hmm. Switching gears. Uh, Capitol Records. Uh, Capitol Records literally just signed a fucking robot to a record. <laughs> so let, let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, Capitol Records signs AI-powered virtual rapper uh, FN Mecca. Last week, the robot rapper released its first, released first major label single, a collaboration featuring Gunna. Um, FN Mecca, a robot rapper powered by artificial intelligence with over 10 million followers on TikTok, and more than a billion views on platform has inked a deal with Capitol Records. The new, si- new signing was reported by Music Business Worldwide last week, the same day FN Mecca dropped his first single for the label, a song called Florida Water, that also features real life rapper Gunna and gaming streamer Clicks. It was produced by Turbo. Oh, Turbo? Run that back, Turbo. <laughs> um, whose past <laughs> credits have included songs with Travis Scott, Young Thug, and Lil Baby. Um, here's my issue with this. I told Keith this when when he sent me the article. Um, I think this might be the label's way of uh, creating a fake artificial intelligence rapper. You cannot ink somebody that's not real. So what I personally think is they're signing an artist that they created. That nigga look weird. I'm looking at it right there. It's just weird. He got green hair. He got green braids. It's sad, bro. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think that what they're doing, and because they want to make a lot of rappers are getting smarter and they want to get a hundred percent, they want to get ownership of their of their music. And instead of arguing with these artists, let's just create a fucking robot where we could own a hundred percent of everything this old robot makes. Mm-hmm. And if people are dumb enough to listen to this FN, whatever he is, mm-hmm. um, then he's they're gonna make a shitload of money off of robots. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing about it is he looks very stereotypical too. It looks like a like um like an archetype of a black rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, except he got green braids and a nose ring and some other shit. It's like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. This is bad. You got any music over there? No, I was just looking at uh, I was looking at seeing if there was like um a, like an actual human being connected to yeah I didn't like see program one. yeah I didn't see I know that they did say in an article that there's a person that actually voices him so like the artificial intelligence or the algorithm writes the lyrics and then there's a person that does that does his voice so 
yeah, it's just it's it to me it's very eerie. One, the guy looks extremely weird. Yeah, he does. Um, he looks like all the little whatevers, the little Zans and little pumps and not like he looks like one of those yeah. um guys. So that that makes it kind of weird. Um, with the the colored hair and all that, it just it's just a very eerie thing, especially like knowing how. I think they did a few experiments in terms of like artificial intelligence and um, them learning and stuff like that. And a lot of times it came back as like very like racist, very stereotypical. I think they had like something I was like tweeting once or something along those lines. And um, they like the algorithms quickly began to become racist and say like stereotypical things on like Twitter and stuff like that. So just knowing um, wherever the, the 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 algorithm is getting their information from, they're essentially, um, I would imagine, they're probably consuming all the popular right. the rap, you know. So they're going to the hip hop um, playlist on Spotify or something like that, and then they're seeing all these different things, and then they're they're just making a, a an artist that is like a, a culmination of yeah. all these of all these different artists. So um, it's it's just like it's just very weird you know what i mean like just to look at that and think like oh okay this is what the world thinks of us as a culture this is what this is what people when when they think of hip hop this is what it looks like a green haired um guy with with a grill and tattoos on his face and all this stuff it's yeah. just it's just crazy but like to your point too like about the the whole um music thing and just and we had this conversation before the podcast, but I walked into Walmart the other day and it was maybe one or two cashiers. Yeah. The rest is automating self, everything. The rest is self checkout lines. And I was like, I had so many groceries. I was like, I don't feel like doing all this. Let me just mm-hmm. go to the person so they could bag it up and the whole nine. But mm-hmm. nope, I had to go to the self checkout line because the line was way too long. And I was like, well, I'm not going to sit here all day long. But just thinking about how the world is moving to a space where they're trying to get rid of. human workers (laughs) you know what i mean i think that you know there's a version of music that can literally just be uh like algorithm based music and they're putting all this music together themselves so and i and you know for for creatives you like man there there ain't no way you can like art art is going to be the last thing that that goes away in terms of um what a robot can do but they're proven that they may not need humans for anything. Uh, imagine, imagine this. Imagine like if they if they did that to like the police force. Like they're mm-hmm. like there are too many shootings on. There's too many shootings going on with the police. We decided to go with a full fleet of robots. Mm-hmm. Nigga, the robots would be fucking us up because if they're if they're building them, you know, if they're artificial intelligence, right? And um, the information has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if the information is coming from like how the police move naturally, they're probably still going to end up being discriminatory based off of, you know, the information that they're consuming. Like they're if they're consuming you. information from the news and yep. they're consuming information from the prison system and all this stuff, they're probably going to somehow find they a way. Probably got liberal and conservative robots. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, all lives matter. <laughs> 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 yeah that'd be crazy you got a cop that's a uh, trans robot oh my <laughs> with blue hair <laughs> yeah let me see here's a song in question here hold on hold on hold on run it back run it back turbo Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
Yeah, that mug slap. I ain't gonna pray. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Here goes another one. Hold on. Ain't no way no robot is writing this music. Yeah. I don't believe it. That's a robot, bro. Hold on. I don't believe it. Yeah, bro. This motherfucker, man. FM Mecca. Yeah, that's, man, that's crazy, bro. AI cringe rapper. Well, I mean, uh, that's a good song, though. I'm not going to go cap. Yeah, that might, might kind of slap. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, it's the same type of music like Gunna would make. Yeah. But, it's in that lane. But I'm, I'm disturbed by just how that can even happen. How there's so many great artists that are not getting signed, and you sign a fucking fake person. Mm-hmm. That that just proves that the mainstream rap or mainstream industry is only after money. They're only after you know. I know a lot of great artists, but they're nobody signing them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know what to make of this. I think that it's it's probably the biggest, it's the biggest heist ever. I just mm-hmm. think it's like you you're you can like nobody knows who even created this robot. Like nobody yeah. knows what company he came from, and then they said they just signed F and Mecca. How can you sign somebody who is not even human? And sign- he had so many. T- if you look at his, t- the TikToks is even weirder. So the visual is weird. Yeah, right. He kind of looks like the tip prototypical yeah. little rapper. Um, but when you look at his TikTok, he's braggadocious, you yeah. know, flashy with the cars, and it just it's weird. It's man. weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it, you'll you'll be able to check it out if you happen to give a fuck. But mm-hmm. yeah, once Keith sent me this, and you look at it, it's like, is this what like the meta world is gonna be? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Imagine, imagine like in the future, the meta. Imagine if you're a person like I think they're going to do this. I think they're going to find a way for you to be sexually stimulated through like um, like the meta world. Mm. I think you're going to be able to like attach something to your dick and then like go in the meta world and like have sex. And it's like going to probably make you come in real life. Mm -hmm. I think we seriously are going to make it there. That's probably a thing already. That don't sound too far fetched. Yeah, I feel Mm -hmm. like because you got to realize there's probably some dudes that's like low key incels that like instead of like. Meeting women in the real world, they probably might go through meta. Yeah, you know, and just be in there. You is sp- that cheating? Huh? Is that cheating? Robot pussy? Like, say you got a girl in real life, um, and then you, yeah, you get meta pussy on the side. Is that cheating? Um, it's not for me to determine that because, y- y- like, your wife or girlfriend gonna be mad regardless. If you getting any type of attention outside of her, she's gonna be like, "You cheating on me with that robot?" Yeah, babe, it's just virtual pussy. So I'm like, well, what if I got virtual dick? <laughs> and she gonna go out there and nah, find. Nah, the dude gonna be hot if she getting virtual dick. Nah, yeah, if she go on virtual dick, is she gonna on purpose? She gonna pick the biggest virtual uh, uh, the penis biggest ever. Virtual dick. It's got a whole a lot of megabytes. Yeah, he gonna. This nigga got terawatts in his dick. <laughs> 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 uh, this nigga got terabytes as a dick. <laughs> That'll be nuts. There, you gotta watch that episode of uh, Black Mirror. It's fucking nuts. 
I haven't. Ne- I never got into that show. Bro, it's an it episode of Black Mirror where these two men, they're straight men that I think they're both married, but they go into a virtual world and they're supposed to be like playing this fake, uh, like basically like Street Fighter, but mm-hmm. they're in the game. And then like one character is a woman, one character is a man, mm-hmm. and they stop in the middle of fighting and they just start having sex. Mm-hmm. And this, these two straight men are going into this video game just to have sex in mm-hmm. the video game, mm-hmm. right? And then eventually they like they see each other and he's like, hey, man, we got to stop doing this. <laughs> and it gets to the point where he's having so much sex with this uh, with this person in the virtual world that he's not having sex with his wife anymore. She's like worried, like what's going on? And then what, what happens is she finds out that he's having sex in this video game. And what happens is, is they end up having an open relationship at the end where she goes out to bars and she has sex with men that she hooks up with in the real world. And he continues to hook up. With that dude in the virtual world. Oh my gosh. It's fucking nuts, dude. That's weird. I wish I would have not gave it up, but it's the only way I could explain what was going on. Yeah. I so, probably, I might forget by the time I watch it. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly I think that's something you and your girl need to check it out. You guys mm-hmm. are trip the fuck out over. Mm-hmm. It's the most it's really eerie, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's like you like imagine you fight the Street Fighter and then they just start fucking. The crazy part is like the the good the good content like that is one where it's um, it's like teetering on like that could probably happen. It low key could. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that shit came out a couple of years. We talking about that shit came out in like 2018. Mm-hmm. So I remember watching that some years ago, mm-hmm. and I was bugging out like I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where his wife was like frustrated, like you don't touch me anymore. Mm-hmm. Why? And then he gets off the game. He starts fucking his wife again. Everything seems fine. And then uh, the dude kept sending that nigga a game request, like, come on, man, just play, man, just play the game, man. Damn. Just play the game, man. Come on, man, just play yeah. the game. And then he's like, you and I both know that we got something or whatever. And he's like, no, man, we ain't, we ain't doing that. Yeah. And then they get back in the game and start doing it again. I'm like, oh, in my the game. God. That's crazy. Yeah. Y'all but that's it. what it's going to come to. Like, we're going we gonna, to, in the next five, six years, we might see a lot of divorces by way of, you know, virtual infidelity. That'd be crazy. Virtual adultery. I don't know how that's gonna stand up in court. I'll be like, ma'am, I did not fuck a real pussy, man. It was <laughs> it was in a video game. <laughs> like according to Mrs. Samuels, she says that you cheated on her, sir. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't cheat on her. I was just in the video game. Mm-hmm. Did you come, sir? Like, yes, I did, but it wasn't like in real life. It was only <laughs> in a video game. <laughs> That'll be crazy. You lose half your shit because you cheated in a video game. Ah, bro. It's like you can't at least let this man get laid in a game. But you lose half of your meta your meta house. Oh, that'd be <laughs> fucked up. You lose all your NFTs over this shit. <laughs> you know, you know it'd be fucked up? Okay, uh, NFTs like there's 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 some money involved still, even mm-hmm. though a lot of people still can't make anything. People's losing money now. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. man. I for sure lost some money in the NFT. I get Gary Vee's like, it's actually not a bad time to still get involved with the NFTs. I do a lot of research, and this is the part where the market goes away, but you need to stick with it. Just stay fucking with it. You're gonna make your money back. <laughs> Everybody just stick around. Your parents. <laughs> your parents are always trying to be in your fucking business. <laughs> Tell them to get out of your business. <laughs> NFTs is a trip, man. <laughs> I told you what NFTs stand for with me now. What's that? Not fucking trying it. That's what it <laughs> yeah, stay away. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You bought a fucking? Did you buy like a thousand dollar NFT? No, I might have got it for like four hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Now it's worth like sixty eight dollars. Damn. 
Yeah. Oh man, it's a terrible business. You got yeah. a Steph Curry one, huh? Yeah, it was a shoe. Uh, his shoe when he uh, broke the the three point record. Damn. You see, the issue with this is this. It's not, it's really not an issue. I think that it NFT is not a bad thing. I just think that anybody who is first to something, they usually capitalize. Mm-hmm. So there's somebody who's made a lot of money off NFTs. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. But the thing about it is, is you usually got to be first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of some industries back in the day that popped off, like Microsoft. Um, if you're first to, to invest in these things, dude, Microsoft. Um, what's another one? Uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple. Apple. Mm-hmm. If you're first to invest in these things, bro. Then you getting paid. You probably still got if you you got Apple money from the nineties. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I remember my grandparents had an Apple computer, and back then the Apple computers had the slices. You know, it had like the different colors in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? The rainbow. The rainbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had the rainbow in it. Mm-hmm. That we talking about nineteen ninety ninety or ninety one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Man. that's a long time ago. Oh yeah, and that's back in the day when they had the monitors where mm-hmm. all the letters was green and shit. Mm-hmm. Crazy man, it was a crazy time. Yeah, I think with the NFTs is it's. I don't know what like the future holds. I think I think sometimes the market corrects itself. Mm-hmm. You know, like people just ran to it and they was making so much money. People's becoming millionaires overnight and stuff like that. And then people just kind of got off of it now. But um, I don't know. For for me, the I've obviously lost you know some hundreds of dollars on on the thing that I bought. But um, I'm just holding it just just. Just to see, like, just to see what's going on. That shit gonna be negative thirty. I'm like, damn. Because <laughs> I feel like with Steph Curry, it's obviously like a um, a commemorative thing, right. um, and Steph Curry is obviously like one of the best basketball players ever. So yeah. I don't know. Who knows what what that will look like? In, uh, yeah, you, know? you never know. Mm-hmm. Imagine you get rid of the NFT, and then it, like thirty years later. Uh, NFTs come back or whatever. If you had this NFT from 2022, it's worth eight million dollars. Yeah, like, that's like um, you know, with like uh, I know somebody selling like Pokemon cards, like holographic Pokemon cards, and yeah. at the time they probably just got it in a pack of a five dollar pack, right? Mm-hmm. And not seen somebody on offer up, they selling it for like one fifty, damn, one sixty stuff like that. So you know, we just never know like the value of this. So I feel like if you got something. Even like me now, I keep all in my boxes for certain things because I realize that a lot of stuff hold they value. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like uh, it's just, it could be it could be anything like MacBook, like this MacBook. You know, obviously I won't have it forever, but in uh, two or three years, um, I could probably get like seventy percent of the value back and just you know buy another one, put that as a yeah. down payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. It's I don't know. It's all about figuring it out. But yeah, <clears throat> there's that. Switching gears. Uh, pastor apologizes for calling the congregation broke. Uh, basically, this pastor was trying to get, he was calling out the congregation because they did not give him what he wanted, which was a Movado watch. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, we got to clip this up. I hate to put some of the sound on this, but here we Hold on a minute. Listen Pastor to this. Carlton Funderburk of Church at the Well, Kansas City, was caught on video calling his congregation poor, broke, busted, and disgusted after they still hadn't bought him an expensive Movado watch. He asked for a year ago while reportedly delivering a sermon about taking care of God's shepherd. See, that's how I know you're still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me.
I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. You can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. I don't want to hear no more excuses about what y'all can't afford. You can't afford it because you don't see the value here. Y'all hear from y'all pastor and father, I'm over y'all. I'm over your cheap expressions. Funderburk has since released an apology video, saying the video clip does not reflect my heart or my sentiment toward God's people, yet that's not discernible in the clip. Good evening. <laughs> my name is Carlton Funderburk. I'm the senior pastor of Church of the Well right here in Kansas City, Missouri. I want to take this moment to address the now viral video clip of me from a sermon given. I'm not interested in his apology. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> the sad part about a lot of pastors, man, is they're just glorified drug dealers, but they use the wrong, they use the wrong thing to sell. Like they're like almost like car salesmen, some of them, mm -hmm. you know, and the fucked up thing about it is, is he just, you just insulted the same congregation that's giving you money. Mm-hmm. And you also are trying to make a lifestyle while being a pastor. It is just cringeworthy, man. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm tired of y'all brokenness. Yeah. And then you know what? You know what I'm really getting tired of hearing? And I'm I don't know why it happens, but why do pastors gotta keep using that fucking voice? That tone. Why is uh, energy it's like stop it? Can <laughs> you just let's talk normal for once, please? <laughs> Like, where is it in the Bible that you need to talk like this? <laughs> I'm just serious. Serious, Keith. I, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. But, like, the way that I'm talking now when you're reading the, or, or saying the word of God to people, why do you need to, all these theatrics? Mm -hmm. Like, who's the first person to do this? Yeah. And then everybody decided, like, this is good. Now, I've, now don't get me wrong. I've heard pastors talk like that, and they've had made great sermons. But my thing is, is I'm starting to get tired of that. Like, because it's kind of, um, are you trying to sell me something? Mm -hmm. Do you think by you doing that, that's making your word any different? Mm -hmm. Imagine if me and Keith got on here every week like, a, yes, uh, and you know what, but Trucker's Mind Podcast. Uh. Yeah, I, that's I, too I remember much. once, and, you know, sometimes uh, I went to a conference, and there's just different pastors. And, um, you know, that, that, that same tone, there was this girl preaching. But that was like, sometimes preachers build up to that, right? So right. they'll be like, you know, in, in John 3.16, God says, so, uh, for he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Um, and then, that, you know, they're just preaching their sermon. And, you know, what God meant by that is he's going to do this. And then they'll build up to that. And he said, nah, and nah, nah, nah. And, you know, and they build up to that, that energy. Um, but there was one girl who just had that from the jump. 
like and it was just like that same that same cadence that same rhythm yeah. like and nah 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 and God said this and I'm gonna go with this, this and if you believe in God so forth and he would do this for you and he would do that for you and he'd take care of all your problems and he'll do this for you and if you pay it's just like come on man it's just like, my throat hurt I don't know how she did that I don't for know, two hours man. God damn. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't have to sound like mystical to be a fucking pastor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how mystical does it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's nuts, man. It's 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 there's basically a lot of them trying to sell they're trying to sell an image mm-hmm. and they, and basically this guy was very blunt about what he wanted. Yeah. If you're a pastor of a church in a ran down part of town and you come up in a Bugatti, there's a problem with that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, and it's like it's not so much about an issue with you making a linking a living through the church, but at the same time, like you have excess. These some of the, a lot of these people are in poverty that come to your church and pay their tithes, and you are in this super souped up car in front of these people. I just don't think that's okay. Like okay, even just the idea of existing in a space, I want to be respectful for the like. Let's say I make twenty million a year, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to help underprivileged kids in like a, um, I don't know, in like a really ran down neighborhood, right? I'm not going to bring a Bugatti down there to help underprivileged kids. Yeah. I'm going to be like in a work truck or just a regular car. Yeah. Because like at that point, like who the fuck are you trying to impress? Oh, you don't want to inspire them by driving a Bugatti, Bugatti through the hood? No. Um, <laughs> that's how you get robbed, first of all. <laughs> and little kids will rob you. Mm-hmm. Did you see Pastor Davidson get robbed? Yeah. They beat his ass. <laughs> Look, little kids don't pull no punches. And God said he give it, then he take it away. And I, and he took it away on this moment. But I'm going to get it back. I believe. I have faith. I walk by God's grace. I don't get it. <laughs> Child support trying to take all my check. But it's okay. Because in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to let him do that. I went down to the court building. I told the judge I don't got the money. He was like, Dude, somebody slap this nigga, please. <laughs> and not the pastors that be like singing with it, too. Oh, man. Those be the good. I, I low-key like those pastors. Though. You do? The ones that are singing with it. They're like, uh, and that's how I feel. Do you feel me? Yeah. Like, oh <laughs> hell no! Oh man! You, you know one thing I'll say about this: when I was in church, I used to go to church a lot. But at the end, I always get so hungry. Yeah. And the pastor be like, and I said, and then he about to end the sermon. I'm like, oh thank God. He'd be like, but over here in Matthew seven and three, I'm like, oh yeah. man. Like, let the church say amen. At the end of church, like, because I went to Mount Zion at the end of church, he'd be like, and let all church say amen. That's how you know the church was ending, mm-hmm. right? But he'd be like, and all the church say, well, actually, in, in Matthew 7 and 3, you're like, yeah. oh my nah, goodness. So I don't like the music department because they'd be like egging it on sometimes. Like, what do you the mean? Dude, that, that, like that, that four on the floor where they, yeah. you know, that. And then the, pre, the organ player get on there and be like, like and the thing about it is the song don't even be that long but when the church is really giving it a vibe they just extend the song yeah and then i don't even know what notes the 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 choir director be doing Mm -hmm. but they be like yeah yeah they be like (laughs) yeah black church is a trip yo yeah because we had a thing it was like a concert in there i felt like i left the j cole concert after i left church one time (laughs) 
<laughs> Imagine the pastor was just like, stick, stick, I got a new stick. <laughs> pastor's like, and niggas is counting me out. <laughs> <laughs> niggas be counting me out and counting my bullets and loading my clips. Loading my clips. <laughs> <laughs> Oh mm-hmm. man! Oh man! You know what some pastors do, and they think they slick. They will re they will recite a rap song, but make it like Christian. Mm-hmm. What I seen in the, the 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 Leviticus, it basically said, "What do you got? A lot. <laughs> How do you feel? A lot. How many times have you prayed? A lot. <laughs> How many times you've been blessed? A lot." <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, you mess around and put the real lyric in there, like how many niggas done died a lot. <laughs> <laughs> how many devils been shot a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man, some people that super Christians that if they heard this, like it's humor, and in no way, shape, or form is it being disrespectful to God. These are human beings we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about men. We're talking about men, and their job is to preach the word of God. Mm-hmm. But I think what's been happening is a lot of pastors, they get caught up in like almost being like almost like a pimp almost. Mm-hmm. It's like they want to dress the flyest and you know, and a lot of pastors, man, they, you know, they, they get around. They get around that church. Yeah. They get around that church. Like, yeah. a, and it, unfortunately, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of women that be going to different churches. It's probably some girls that have been with like eight different pastors in town. Gosh, dang. Yeah, that's, it's unfortunate that even like, I, I think for me, um, humans is going to be humans. I go to church um, pretty much every Sunday, um, but that that is the unfortunate part about you know human beings that you know people i think like in 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 regular life um you know at least for me i try not to judge people on what they do if somebody get caught cheating if they doing whatever i try not to judge them because i'm a human being myself and i don't want to be looking crazy if i end up on the news for something like Mm -hmm. that um but I just think when you're in certain positions, you gotta you gotta hold a certain standard. You know, if you're a pastor, you can't be out at the club. You know, you can't be out at no bar. You can't be cheating on your wife and all that. You just gotta you gotta have a certain uh, uh, certain moral compass yeah, to you where do. you can't be. You know, you can't be in the news for no nonsense. Um, but um, outside of that, like you know, I'm not I'm not here to judge nobody. There's wrong and there's right, but you know, I'm not here to judge nobody. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, same here, man. I'm not here to judge, but I am here to roast your ass if you're yeah. over there doing this. Yeah. And then the, the apology sounded just so fake. He's like, yeah. as you know, uh, the viral video that came out, um, I just wanted to explain. It's like, shut up, man. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you, you was real loud with that disrespect. Yeah. I personally apologize to the congregation, and uh, you, you, I'm, you, I'm completely sorry for all the things that I've said. I do not feel that way. I was just caught up in the moment. Oh, God up. gave me a word, and uh, it's like, yeah. This morning I spoke to God, and He told, like, nigga, God ain't talking to you. Yeah. I hate to say that to some, like, but when people say, like, uh, this morning I talked to God, and He said that uh, if you put something more in the offering plate, <laughs> you can take care of your pastor. But <laughs> nobody want to take care of me because <laughs> they don't matter to me. I'm just <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> I bet you God is looking down like, oh boy. Yeah. 
Like you have no idea how hot it's gonna be for you. Nigga. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that God is definitely not somebody you want to play with. Yeah, people just use God's name in vain all the time, or not even just that. Like just the context in which they ask for God, they're like, God, just let me get a million dollars. I just want to win. And God, like, man, yeah, like nigga, what did you just say? <laughs> Like not not nigga, I'm not blessing you with a million dollars. I wonder if God just get frustrated because I mean I I think like people people like basically paint this image of God where he, you know he's just you know super patient and he's so loving and this and that. I think God God is human, mm-hmm. so he kind of like hey man, I ain't messing with y'all no more. <laughs> I didn't give y'all niggas three chances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it'd be girls like I'm oh, I'm just pray for the right man to come into my life. I like they'd be like I did. I put the right man in your life three different times. He was five six though, and you ignored him. He was five six. He wasn't six foot. Yeah, you know. A shout out to the women that are taller than a man. Yeah, for reals. Because they really, you know, putting their pride and stuff Facts. aside to really love somebody just because yeah. they love somebody. Because I, I uh-huh. one of my boys, his uh, his girl is a little bit taller than him. Um, and she just love them, you know. Yeah, that's just, that's just what it is. Yeah, shout out to the women that do that because truth be told, like you can't say shit about them because mm-hmm. they really in it for the love. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of women that don't subscribe to that. They were like, he has to be taller than me. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. he has to be taller than me. Mm-hmm. And then I've heard women say like, why are you giving me six foot energy and you're only five eight? Like, damn, don't don't do that. If that's you're, wild. And it's like what be killing me is girls will be like. Um, I need somebody over six foot, and they'd be like five two. Yeah, it's like if I I don't get why do I have to be over six foot? I'm six two, but the crazy thing about it is, is I I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate the fact that people will look at you and like literally be unattracted to you because of your height. Mm-hmm. That shit crazy. Yeah, man. What if I use that same statistic about your titties? Yeah, and I was like, if she ain't got us, if she ain't at least a double D, I'm good. That's the hard part about like making those correlations. Is it, it don't it don't really translate on the no. opposite side? Because no. as men, we don't have like the women need to be like this in order for us to date them. No. We don't have like in the in the Tinder profile like you got to be you got to have B cups and up, or you got to have Mm-mm. C cups, or I'm not messing with you, or your waist got to be this size. Yo, women feel a little <laughs> too comfortable conveniently body shaming men, and people don't call them out. We talked about this shit, mm-hmm. the height stuff. Uh, the motherfucking yeah, the height stuff. That's probably one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Another one I've seen. I remember um, I was I was this one I was on a date naps. Mm-hmm. It was this chick that I uh, matched with, and she was like, "You have some sexy lips, but I don't trust truck drivers." And I was just like, "That's wild." What? That's wild. And here's the thing: the chick was forty. <laughs> you forty years old, and this is how you you subscribe to that dumb shit you just said. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You got problems, mate. She may have had a bad experience with it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I'm not whoever you had a bad experience with. You just ignorant. Yeah. Like I don't be like I don't mess with girls with big titties no more because one cheated on me. So it's like I can't enjoy big titties no more. Yeah, that. I mean, that's ignorant on your part. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I have a dream that one day big titties is gonna be on every woman, black, white, and in between. Martin Luther King was getting mad pussy back in the day. Nobody even knew it, bro. Yeah, 
He had a white girlfriend too. Mm-hmm. She was like, "I told him I was just too afraid for us to be to be married. We couldn't get married." I'm like, "Damn." That that that's part of my and you know I'm joking partially, so don't you know people out there just chill. But um, that's part of the moral compass I talked about in terms of like preachers. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther. If he from if he if he from he really is from Atlanta, so we yeah. probably call him Martin Luther King. Uh, but when you uh, when you think about uh, being a civil rights leader, you know back in the sixties yeah. and stuff like that, you can't be walking around with a white girl. It just not it's, back then. Yeah, you can't do that. It's not yeah. gonna work. It's not gonna work for you, Martin Luther King. Yeah, she was, she was a brave white woman to be dating a black guy back in the day. Mm-hmm. That was almost like get out of here, nigger lover. <laughs> That's what they was calling white girls back in the day. Yeah, they was calling them nigger lovers if you was dating like yeah. a, any black person. Yeah, because you got to understand back then racism was American as apple as apple pie. Mm-hmm. And if you was a black dude dating a white girl, black people had to spaz out on you, bro. Mm-hmm. They was like, what you doing over there with that white devil? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that, man? You can't do that, man. Mm-hmm. I wonder who the first black dude was to be in an interracial relationship. <clears throat> yeah, that would be a good uh, like a good little short short film or something. It probably it's probably back in the day when they you know like right it probably happened during slavery. Mm-hmm. One of them slave like one of the slave owners' wives, mm-hmm. he thought that you know she was like telling the slave like go back in that room and clean it, but she wasn't back in there getting smashed or something because that that yeah. happens. You got to think though, like a lot of them slaves was standing up on them uh, like those stages and stuff where they was yeah. um, I guess scouting or whatever. Yeah, and they was probably naked. Yeah, you know. So you and know they, some 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 mandingos up there. Yeah, they came. They, they got slaves. And them niggas probably have big African dicks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mugs down to their kneecap. It's like get him out of here. <laughs> Put some clothes on him, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and the slave owner's wife was like, mm, "We could use him. He's a strong, he's a strong slave." No, yeah, for sure. That yeah. slave has a lot of girth. I mean, strength. <laughs> you <can> use him. <laughs> he can do some work, good work around the house. on the next episode of black (laughs) that was the that was the original show if nobody knows a black most people know what that means mainly through 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 porn and through memes Mm -hmm. it's just basically just i don't it's just that's the the the, the story behind it is it's just black dudes with huge dongs that Mm -hmm. smash all kind of different chicks Mostly like mostly white girls, like white Mexican girls in there. They'd be like white girls that look like they work at Starbucks. Like they look mm-hmm. like a fucking barista. Yeah, and there'd be this black dude that got a fucking uh, sledgehammer, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" Mm-hmm. And like that's the whole idea of that. Uh, what would you call it? Genre? Yeah. It's too yeah, much. they carved out a, a, a niche in there. There's a bunch of. You know, black dudes with white girls and or Mexican girls or something like that. My dad would kill me if he found me out over here. Yeah, the storylines be so trash. Yeah, did somebody order a pizza? <laughs> white people always got to order a pizza in pornos. <laughs> somebody deliver a pizza? <laughs> My name is Billy Cox. How you doing? <laughs> Billy Cox. (laughs) Wait a minute. You forgot to bring back my change. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't have any change. (laughs) Then what are you going to give me? (laughs) Just go ahead and invite me in then. (laughs) It's hilarious, bro. Like, what's weird is I think that a lot of people that subscribe to like X rated movies, they like these weird themes like 
like technically you're my stepsister. We shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. But like I'm gonna let you like massage my leg. Mm-hmm. And next moment, like, oh my God, you're my sister. You're my sister. Oh my God, that sounds crazy. <laughs> you seen that movie Joe Dirt? Yeah. I guess something that happened. You remember that part of the movie mm-hmm. where I guess um uh like he thought that she was his sister. Like, no, he wait, he uh, he wasn't sure if that was his sister or something. Mm-hmm. And they had good sex, and then I guess they stopped. Mm-hmm. And he, she was like, "What about like the, how the sex was bef- when you thought you I was your sister or something?" Uh, <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, "You're my sister. You're my sister." <laughs> oh, that shit was terrible. <laughs> Joe Dirt is an underrated movie. Joe Dirte, <laughs> huh? I said Joe Dirte. Yeah, yeah. That mu- that movie is funny. I gotta watch that again. Fucking Kid Rock was like, "Get out of here, Joe Dirt. Nobody wants you around." <laughs> He was eating that. Uh, remember, he was eating the fries off of that. Uh, that huge. He thought it was like a moon rock or something like. But that. it was a fucking septic tank. Yeah, big old shit. piece of doo doo. Yeah. yeah. He was cry, like, little boy, cry. <laughs> he was eating the fries with the ketchup off of it. Oh yeah, and then it busted open and shit came out. <laughs> oh yeah, that movie is funny. Somebody had accidentally busted open their septic tank out there. Um, it was at an AMPM all the way down um Highway three ninety five. Mm. And they have a place where you can empty out your septic tank. Mm-hmm. You just connect the hose to it, and I guess it like you could dump out all the piss and shit. Mm-hmm. But somebody's busted open, mm-hmm. and it was a bunch of doo doo everywhere. Oh Ooh, so nasty. Yeah, I bet. It was like, man. <laughs> and there's a bunch of people on that. A bunch of people on that RV. Mm-hmm. So it's probably months of dookie. They, you know what they they don't really make. I feel like the film world is like changing in a way where like some of the the genres are kind of getting pushed out like joe joe dirt was kind of i call that genre like it's like the white boy comedies yeah um they don't they don't they don't make too too many of those at least to my knowledge you know they don't they don't make too many of those movies anymore yeah because they had a bunch of them then um what was they had old school Mm-hmm. That was a great movie. Mm-hmm. They had fucking Step Brothers back then. Step Brothers. They had Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. You ever seen Tenacious D, Iron Pick of Destiny? Yeah. Oh my God, that was so funny. You and Desmond fun. used to play that all Yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, yeah. It was one part where Jack Black was like, wait, you motherfucker. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. <laughs> That's Desmond, one of Desmond's favorite movies. That mm-hmm. You're right. They don't make a lot of white boy movies anymore. Mm-hmm. Those are really popular in like the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. What was, what was the dude's name? Owen and, Owen and um, you just said Wedding Crashers? Owen Wilson. Yeah, but what was another movie that was in too? That they were in? Yeah. There was Wedding Crashers, Old School, mm-hmm. um... What's the other tall white dude's name that's in all those white boy movies? It's fucking hilarious. I think he was in old school too. The tall dude. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn is Vince like Vaughn the at? ultimate white boy movie yeah. guy. Ultimate. Hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Even that. like a little bit, probably a little bit later than that. It's like the super bads and the um, yeah, super bad. Yeah, that was a, that's that. I would count as like a white boy movie classic. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, I, I like the movie Bad News Bears. That was a little bit earlier though. That wasn't a white boy movie though. Bad News Bears. Yeah, like a white boy comedy. Yeah, it had what's the name? Uh, was it the um, uh, Angelina Jolie's? Uh, Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. I yeah. guess you can consider that that, but not really. Yeah, 
I'm talking about like a real white boy classic movie. I think like what's another? Was it National Lampoon or whatever? I think that's one too. That's like mm-hmm. the 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. Mm-hmm. Weird Science. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's a trip. They don't make white boy movies no more. I mean, I like like the Super Bads and the Tropic, uh, not Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder was a good fucking movie. He not Tropic Thunder. I'm thinking about not, uh, yeah. what's the the one with uh, James Franco and Seth Rogen. Oh fuck! You just said it. Super bad, and then um, oh, James, Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one. All mm-hmm. of those movies are kind of like. Mm-hmm. One of the last mo- white boy movies that was really cool, uh, but well, it wasn't all that great. It was the one with the uh, what's the skinny guy in Super Bad? Uh, uh, Sarah something Sarah, something Sarah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was in a movie as like a caveman or some shit. Mm, I didn't see that. Yeah, I forgot what it was. Uh, Michael it was like Sarah. 100 BC or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Michael Sarah. I think mm-hmm. his name is Michael Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Even the, um, what's it, with Kevin Smith? Maybe Jay and Silent Bob. Yes, that's that's, that's like a that. white boy movie classic. <laughs> Yo, you're, dude, you just brought this up. I, I didn't, we never thought about this. They don't make those movies anymore. Yeah. Those are really good movies. Yeah. That's a trip. I guess they, everything's gotten so progressive that they can't make white boy movie classics no more. <laughs> like, we don't need these white devils making these fucking movies anymore. <laughs> but they'd they be so funny that even black people be like, yeah, hell yeah. Comedy. Yeah. Especially the 90s, they probably made more of these movies than anything. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Dang. Yeah. Um, Even you know, uh, huh? a little bit further back was um, Dumb and Dumber. That is, that would count. Mm-hmm. That would count. Mm-hmm. That would totally count. The ultimate, the ultimate crazy white guy movie ever. It's more of almost like not a documentary, but uh, Jackass. <clears throat> That's the ultimate. That's mm-hmm. one of the last, they like one of the last men standing. They got a new one that came out recently, didn't they? Yeah. I don't think it, it didn't get as much traction. At least no. to my knowledge, it didn't, it wasn't as, but I watched, I watched a couple of those movies um, when it came out, like Jackass the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Cause back then too, a lot of, like, especially when I was in high school or when I, I got out, uh, it was a bunch of like, um, spinoffs of jackass like uh bam margera remember bam yeah i remember bam v- viva la bam yeah and his he was dad, fighting his dad and stuff don vito and mm-hmm. shit um he's i don't know what happened to him dude he's fucked up right now he's, you know what's so crazy about some of that stuff like when at least for me on the outside looking in on skate culture you would think like bam was the guy like you would yeah. be like, oh this dude bam like he's my favorite skater but like the real skater skaters they'd be like yo he's like just kind of like like a pop Pop yeah, skater kind yeah. of thing, and it was like much better skaters. That was really remember, know, in the re- remember Ryan Sheckler. Yeah, Ryan Sheckler. He was like a child. He was like a prodigy. Yeah, yeah. he's a prodigy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan Sheckler. I think he still skates, but he's like looks like old. Like he's been through some shit now. Really? Yeah, you haven't seen him. See what he looked like. Ryan I haven't Sheckler seen him looks, in years. Ryan Sheckler looks fucking like he's been used and abused, man. He had a reality show for a minute. Yeah, he did. Him and his mom. His mom was pretty sexy. Mm-hmm. But he like she they were both like young I think when they had Ryan. Mm-hmm. You see him? He's thirty two. Thirty two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shex his Instagram name is Shex. Oh, and, oh, he's got IG. Mm-hmm. Ryan Sheckler and um, <laughs> what's going on? He's still skating. It lo- yeah, it looks like he's still skating. Yeah, he's still skating professionally. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Dope. Fucking uh, Robin Big, Rob Deerdeck. Yeah, Rob Deerdeck. Yep, that Fantasy Factory. Rob got more MTV money than probably anybody, bro. 
Yeah, he was a very smart businessman. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Freaking. The person I want to talk to just because would be uh, um, Stilo Brim. Yeah. He's been like, around for a while. Been around a long motherfucking time. Mm-hmm. Long time. Dang. Before we move on to another topic, I, I know I'm missing some big fucking super big um, white boy classic white boy comedies. Um, now it's not always just comedy. Sometimes it could be considered a white boy classic without um, being a comedy, mm. like uh, Lost Boys, the vampire movie. That's definitely a classic. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Lost Boys? Mm-mm. Oh man, you check it out. It should have freak you out, man. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I mentioned Weird Science. Uh oh man, dude, we just missed the biggest, like the the most stereotypical classic white boy film of all time. Bill and Ted. Yeah. Fucking Wayne's World. Wayne's World, yeah. That I was just was, that uh That was Dana Carvey and um Michael Myers mm-hmm. from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. That's that was some good shit, man. No, we got to bring back the white boy movies, man. Yeah, I was, I was. It's funny. I, I was, I, I was thinking about that. I had a, a aneurysm right now, but um, because I'm right, I'm writing a film that is kind of like in that same vein, like mm-hmm. you know, just primarily white cast, but just mm-hmm. like funny outside of the the color or the ethnicity yeah. of the people. Um, and I was like, man, because when I was writing, I was like, dang, I haven't seen one of these in a long time. I know. And a lot of these guys that were starring in them, they kind of like, they're a little bit older now or they're doing different things or they may be behind the scenes more, Um, you know, like the Seth Rogen. I mean, Seth Rogen and James Franco, they had all kind of movies together, but they are broken up now. So, you know, we don't really get, we don't really get that. Even, uh, what's the dude's name Uh, that was in Anchorman? Fuck. Anchorman is another one that's kind of in that. In it's kind of in there, mm-hmm. but you're, you're talking about um, St- was it Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, I'm mm-hmm. Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. But Will uh, Ferrell is hilarious. You know a movie that or is- a forty year old virgin? Is that kind of? No, nah. I would think it is. It got black people in there, but I right. think that's primarily like a. It got Kevin Hart in there. Kevin Hart and the, mm-hmm. uh, the other black dude. I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you consider that like a white boy classic. That's just a classic comedy. But mm-hmm. 40-year-old version is fucking hilarious. Yeah, that movie so Steve oh, Carell is just like Car- underrated yeah. comedy. Yeah, super underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking right now. You know a movie that is it's in that genre, but it doesn't have white guys in it. It's actually Harold and Kumar. Mm-hmm. Harold and Kumar is almost... Yeah. It's that same genre, but they're like yeah. they're more like indie. I don't know if they're Indian, Indian or they're Middle and, Eastern uh, or something. Asian or something like that. Yeah, even uh, we're not even we haven't even mentioned um, Big Daddy. Um, Big Daddy, what do you mean? Big Daddy with uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah, yeah, you can say that. Oh fuck, we're missing we're missing uh, Adam Sandler and Shooter McGavin. Shooter, you remember that? Uh. Uh-uh. Um, uh, where he had a fucking big old like a hockey stick. He was oh, a golf uh, McMore. What's the name? I forget. People yeah. probably it's it's probably like Some a guessing game. For, yeah, like, come on, guys, stuff, man, come on. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. I'm just gonna put in Shooter McGavin. Shooter. He's playing golf. Yeah, it was from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good fucking movie, Happy man. Happy Gilmore. For sure. Happy Gilmore was a good movie. There was so many of these movies, man. But I think Hollywood has gotten so progressive, but uh, that it That's won't. That's what they talked about. I think Donald Glover was talking about like that. Um, the Hangover is one of the last strongholds of that. Hangover, yeah. Hangover is like, one of the strongest ones. Yeah. Like it's 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 hard to make uh, comedy now because. And maybe it's because the writers are scared, or maybe it's because like yeah. the, the the it's so political. Because when you when you, when I think about movies now, uh, whether it's a comedy, or action, drama, whatever, um, it seems like they always have to check the boxes. It's like yeah. okay, we need the the lesbian girl, we yeah. need the gay guy in there, we need at least one we black need the character. black guy, yeah, we need the Asian character in there too. It's just like a it starts to become like this melting pot, right. which is cool. Like you know who progressiveness whatever but um we are two black men talking about the white boy comedies and how much we loved them and yeah. it means they sprinkle in <laughs> you know they sprinkle in black characters here right, and there right. but it doesn't like it doesn't to no. us it doesn't feel like dang i wish there was a black character no not I at wish all there was a gay character you no. know it's just like so that that's like um at least for me like when i'm writing writing the script that i'm writing right now i'm like it's almost like i want I appreciate that era of, of films, yeah. the 90s and the 2000s, and I, I want to make something that is like, that can live next to those movies That'd be dope. and still kind of walk the line where they, you know, they may be making jokes about black people or gay people or whatever, and it still be like, I, it's just in the name of comedy. Not, I think you, know. you could pull that off with having a good amount of black guys in the movie, but having some white dudes in there mm-hmm. and have our real interactions. Because, mm-hmm. A lot of white dudes are crack black jokes and they'll be fucking hilarious. But yeah. it's not like a racist joke, but it's a black joke and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you add that element to a film, you can still pull it off. Like I remember I was watching uh, The Hangover and the dude was like, who? Uh, Doug? No, Black Doug. Black Doug. <laughs> He's like, stop calling me Black Doug, <laughs> motherfucker. That shit was hilarious. Yeah. Or when um, uh, Steve Carell, he's like, hey, you need to check your bitch okay and he's like hey, hey 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 don't say that man <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious man yeah he's like know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i'm 40 year old virgin yeah yeah man that's a trip we gotta uh i don't know i i think yeah like i mentioned the last one of those films was probably 40 year no was uh um, hangover 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 yeah hangover had a trilogy trilogy too yeah the, what's the most recent one that's the one with mike tyson in it mm-hmm yeah. Part three, I think that was in like Thailand or something. Yeah, like they that. did. That's when one that, of them. that it started to get a little weird. I ain't With gonna the trans. Yeah, that was a little. That was a little crazy. Was Big a little old titties. Much. Yeah, a little trans. Yeah. <laughs> I uh oh, hold on. There was a movie I seen actually recently. Before I opened my mouth, it was with fucking Jennifer Aniston and the dude from The Hangover. Oh wait, no, 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 no. My bad. No, it was no. It was it was Jennifer Aniston and a dude from Ozark. Mm. What's the dude's name from Ozark? And he was in the Hangover too. But they basically were like, I guess they were drug smugglers. Mm. It's a comedy. Was it Jennifer Aniston or was it fucking? Hold on. Yeah, it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy. It's fucking hilarious. The guy from if you put in Ozark, it's the guy. I think he writes it too. Uh. I don't want to drag people along along this. It's uh, Jason Bateman. Mm, yeah, Jason Bateman. And Jason Bateman was in a movie. It'll show his movies down here. Uh, not Arrested. Is Arrested? Was it Arrested Development? No, it's not Arrested Development. 
It wasn't game That's night. That's a show, yeah. I remember game night. Oh, I haven't seen that. But yeah. But yeah, man, we're not going to hold you. There's so many um, There's so many great white films. <laughs> Watch um, some movies. Have you seen Silver Linings? Silver Lining Playbook? I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great With Jennifer movie. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Super mm-hmm. white. Great movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super white. Great movie. It's like, it's like a white person if they were watching like Best Man Holiday or something. Yeah. But we shouldn't be so shallow because I know a lot of white people that watch black films and like them. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Tyler Perry, I'm sure Tyler Perry's a huge part of his fan base is white people. Yeah. Yeah. More than what you would think. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love Best Man Holiday. You'd be like, is that your, your grandma watched that? Yeah. <laughs> I was telling, uh, I was I was talking to my cousin about, because uh, I, I feel like for me, like when you're uh, like, a, like a Ryan Coogler, for instance, um, and he's a little bit older than I am, mm-hmm. but we're like raised in the late 80s, early, you know, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And we grew up in a space where like um, we grew up on what they would call hood dramas. We yeah. grew up on. Boys in the hood. You know, we grew up on these these movies that we talked about, the Dumb and Dumbers and mm-hmm. Big Daddies and all yes. these all these movies. Yep. So, like th- those are in our in our DNA. And mm-hmm. when you grow up in a in in you know, you get to three decades on Earth, you start to realize that the stuff that you grew up on is no longer being made. Yeah. So, like you know, it's up to certain like filmmakers of my era to kind of retroactively bring yeah. some of that, or it doesn't have to bring the the era back, but just some of the tones of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I I like honestly, I like seeing other cultures come out with films where it's just them, and I, I like to enjoy watching like a movie that's like a, a Latino cast, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they're going off to like spring break to go party somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, or like they're Asian or mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Like I just like the actual writing of a film. Yeah, you don't have to be black or whatever you have to be, mm-hmm. long as the writing's solid. I'm trying to think. There's there's a there's a movie I seen. It was, pretty recent it's pretty much an all latino cast but it's a great fucking film i cannot remember it'll come to me mm-hmm. but that or like a, a asian movie mm-hmm. i think there was actually one i think it was a with the basketball player oh that yo that yo the, the clip came out for that like the comer, like the uh what do you call that the the commercial the um the trailer the trailer came mm-hmm. out and i was like i shouldn't laugh at it but it was basically pop smoke uh, the, it was an Asian dude and a black girl, like mm-hmm. like that were like the main characters. Mm-hmm. And then the only role that I seen Pop Smokes ha- have, he was like, "What's up, egg roll?" <laughs> I was like, "Yo, hey, come on, dog, you got to give him a better line." Yeah, that's a bad insult too. Yeah, the the only way, like, <laughs> like for me, like I'm when I'm writing this, like like I was saying, I'm writing a kind of white boy comedy kind of thing. Like you got to be. When I think about it, I'm thinking about it in terms of like stand up. Yeah. Like if you can't just say what's up, a girl. Like it got to be. Yeah, it's lazy. The, yeah, it has to be like a setup. It has to be some sort of misdirection or right. you know something like that to in order to like you got to add the science to it. It can't just be what's up, a girl. Unless that's like unless we're in a genre where you know back in the 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 fifties or something, it's a basketball team playing. And it's a white cat. I mean, a white right. audience. You know, white people in the um, in the arena or something, and they saying those things like that makes sense, right? But right. like in 2022, to be saying like "What's up, Agro?" That's just that's not, too much. Yeah. It could be like a character, like um, it could be a character, like an Asian character. He's like standing with this black guy. They're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, watch that. That took me a long time to make. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. It took me a long time." Be like, "Let you long time, huh?" 
Right? <laughs> like shit like that. Yeah. People yeah. will catch that and laugh because mm-hmm. it's embedded in the humor. And he's like, mm-hmm. shut up, you fucking asshole. Or yeah. or the dude say the dude's name, the Asian guy responds to a black guy and he's like, shut up, Jamal. And his yeah. name is like David. Yo, I seen this video of this white guy that was walking up to black dudes. He's like, yo, this is my dad right here, my dad Jamal. He's like, my name ain't Jamal, motherfucker. Get away from me. <laughs> that shit had me dying. Yeah. He's like, Jamal? <laughs> All right, switching gears. Um, monkeys being attacked over monkeypox. Yes, you heard me correctly. People are attacking monkeys for something they have no control over. It's a crazy world, Keith. <laughs> monkeys getting attacked? This just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Um, don't blame monkeys for monkeypox. World Health Organization says after attacks, the outbreak is centered on humans, not animals. Health officials said after a report that some monkeys were harmed in Sao, Sao Paulo, Brazil, uh, out of fear of transmission, according to local authorities. Y'all stupid out there in Brazil, but y'all women got some big booties. Damn. <laughs> monkeys are not nice the, butt lifts, too. They don't need the Brazilian women really don't need those BBLs. Yeah. Those girls are, see, we get BBLs in America to look like them naturally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're women out there in Brazil, super thick. I'm going to retire there. Um, <laughs> monkeys are not to blame for monkey pops outbreak that has triggered health alerts, including a national health emergency in the United States. As the viral disease has continued to spread, the World Health Organization said this week after reports of attacks uh, attack, attacks against the animals in Brazil. At least 10 monkeys were rescued last week in San Jose Dio Rio Preto in Br- Brazilian state of Sao Paulo after authorities found signs they have been attacked or poisoned out of fear of monkeypox transmission. God, y'all stupid. In that country, seven of the monkeys later died. The police in Sao Paulo are v- investigating those cases and said the mistreatment of animals could be punishable by three months to one year in jail. Despite the name, the risk of monkeypox transmission during that this outbreak is centered on humans, not animals. That's mm-hmm. crazy. The Brazilians losing their mind like they like, bro, we got to kill the monkeys. <laughs> Amanda Nunes, <laughs> get to kill the monkeys. <laughs> Yo, that's wild, bro. Like, the Brazilians got to chill, man. Mm-hmm. Stick to doing jujitsu or something, man. Stop killing these monkeys. Yeah. I think it is just, it's just very ignorant. I think, but I also think it's part of it is like, uh, I don't know who the scientist that names these things and the, the marketing of it. Cause you gotta you you have to think that there's some very ignorant people in the world, and yeah. this is gonna be like I, I don't know I'm, I'm not gonna make it seem like it's a cultural thing, but when I heard of monkeypox, um, I didn't I didn't I didn't think of it as like monkeys. I just think thought of it as like oh this is like chickenpox cousin, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Do people were people like killing chickens when they found out like chickenpox was? No, nah, we were still eating them niggas. Yeah, that's crazy. The chickens would be like, "Can you please stop?" Fuck. I, I ain't gonna front. There's a there's a there's a rooster next door to us that'd be like every morning, and I'd be like thinking of a way to murder this rooster. I know, right? Yeah. Put that motherfucker in the air fryer. Oh, it'd be <laughs> the most fire chicken. <laughs> Yo, it'd be crazy. Yo, what if what if the, what if chickens when the chicken box came out and people like so let's say they start getting attacked. 
and they'd be like, yo, they keep attacking us. They'd be like, can you describe the subject? Um, he was a black male. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> six feet tall. <laughs> Damn, that'd be crazy, yo. Yeah. Every every suspect, they'd be like, he's black male. <laughs> but imagine if every everything named after an animal was like, it was starting to get uh, attacked because of some disease named after it, like elephantitis. Like we just shooting down elephants because niggas got swollen feet or something like that. Elephants be like, elephants are so fucking smart. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, woo, they'd be killing us. <laughs> like, it was like one elephant that was like stomping on somebody's grave or something like that. Did you see what? that? What? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, some if I remember correctly, some elephant elephant was getting a revenge or some wild thing. You ever seen what other animals try to fuck with elephants? What elephants do to them? Mm-mm. I think, I, I don't know if I've seen a tiger or a, a, I forgot what animal it was. It was a big ass animal. It might have mm-hmm. been, a, it might have been, but sometimes tigers uh, or uh, lions get out of pocket mm-hmm. and they'll try to run up on a big animal and the big animal will fuck their ass up. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Damn it. I'm trying to remember what I've seen, but. Uh, was it? It might have been. It might have been. You know what? Oh, a baby elephant. Mm-hmm. A, I think a lion will try to eat a baby elephant, mm-hmm. and uh, the ba- uh, the motherfucking lion came around trying to jump on the baby, and that big elephant took the tusk and was just bam. You hitting them with it. Hitting them with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they get wild play. out there in the trenches. Yeah, stop, man. That'll stomp your ass, man. Mm-hmm. I, and there was another one. I think uh, it might have been a zebra. Mm-hmm. It was a zebra one time, and you know how the lions, they could jump out and, like, yeah, almost like, like a football like a, tackle and grab yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Well, what had happened one time is uh, he was trying to jump on one of the, the zebras, and there was another one coming this way, and the zebra just, like, ran and stomped that nigga and just mm-hmm. kept on going. Because <laughs> when the zebra get full speed, lions don't always catch them. Yeah, the lions don't always be successful. You yeah. know, when we watch Animal Planet, it just look good. You know, it's just a highlight reel. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like watching them attacks, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them attacks. You see that? Did you see when that lion attacked that dude recently? Mm-mm. The dude kept putting his fucking finger in the cage, like touch, trying to touch the lion's mouth, and the lion was like, "Oh!" And he latched onto his finger, and he was just twisting like this, and the dude was like, "Oh, oh!" He ripped his fucking finger off. Really? Oh yeah, you can see the tendons coming off. And his finger. That mug was delicious. Yeah, the t- yeah, I was like, bro, you should have left that motherfucking lion alone. That's stupid. Yeah, you, it's you, like a foreign, like a third world country or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. the dude was playing. And there was another one recently where a monkey grabbed a dude. He was getting too close to the cage. He snatched him up. Huh? Yeah, you seen mm-hmm. it? And the dude's leg, he's like, ah, but I don't know what language he was speaking. Like, I'm about to call you. Yoga fire. Monkey had his leg like nigga, you ain't going nowhere. Oh man. Yeah. The monkey was strong as fuck because when he tried to get back, the monkey had two hands. Mm-hmm. He had one hand on his pants like this, mm-hmm. pulling him, and the other one was around his leg. Mm-hmm. So he was getting off. Yeah, and, and he was trying to spin out of it, but he just yeah. kept getting like wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, monk, you got to be careful around monkeys. Monkeys are monkeys are known for like maiming people. Mm-hmm. They'll grab your nuts and pull them motherfuckers off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that monkeys mm-hmm. will like monkeys have been known to rip people's faces off. Mm-hmm. They could literally grab your nose and grab it by the nose and rip it off your face. Mm-hmm. They've done this to humans. Mm-hmm. Yo, but I seen one dog. You know the little monkeys? What they call them? Uh, the little ones. A little chimpanzee. I guess he called it a chimp, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is recent too. Is a video of this 
of these and these little kids need they ass whoop. It was a little like a, a kid, might have been a baby, probably no older than like maybe three, probably. Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of grown kids, not like real grown. They probably was like eight or seven or eight, little, just a little older than the baby, obviously. And motherfucking little chimp came running around. They all run off and leave the baby there. Oh wow, pussy ass kids. Then, <laughs> and then after that happened. Uh, the mama came out there and grabbed the baby, and then the monkey kept coming after the woman. And then her bitch-ass husband came out, and he was too scared to kind of mess with the monkey. And then the monkey ran around him again and came after the wife. Like, bro, if, first of all, them kids need to be slapped. And then second of all, if I'm going to go head-to-head with that monkey. I'm going to slap the mm-hmm. fuck out of him. Yeah. Yeah, you don't let you don't let an <clears throat> animal, man, nobody attack your lady. That's rule number one. Yeah. You scared, bro? I'm gonna tell you something too. What dudes don't realize is when, when, when you are in a situation where your girl or your wife is under attack and you don't do nothing, bro, she might contemplate divorce because she doesn't feel safe anymore. Oh, for sure, she might go get some meta dick after that. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, she gonna go right into the meta. Mm-hmm. She gonna be on another episode of Blacked. <laughs> like my husband just doesn't defend me <laughs> oh my god you're so deep oh my god <laughs> blacked <laughs> yeah leave these fucking monkeys alone man i i like in this i like in this situation to when covid first happened right mm. and the sales of corona went down immensely because people so fucking stupid they was believing that the virus was in the drink mm-hmm it's like, bro, you got to be a dumb motherfucker to believe that COVID and Corona got anything to do. It's so crazy. Yeah, oh, man. Just this dumb. Just, yeah. Just pure stupidity. Yeah, man. Like, I, I'm look, I'm mourning the loss of my father, but this, the, 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 the weird empathy that people are giving me is sad. It's how dumb people are. So I have motherfuckers telling me, sorry for your lost. L-O-S-T. <laughs> like, bro, I'm already sad my dad died. I'm even more sad that our educational system failed your motherfucking ass. Yeah. Because you put sorry for your loss. Mm -hmm. Nigga, you know how much my dad would be laughing at that shit? (laughs) He'd be, my dad is some, my dad is looking down like, man, these niggas are stupid. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not around them stupid. (laughs) Right, right. Hey, that's crazy, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. But, you know, um, let's, let's send out a prayer to those monkeys, man. They don't deserve to be treated like this. Yeah, that's not cool, man. Yeah. I, th- I think for me, I have a uh, mostly wild animals, domestic animals. I, I don't know. I have a weird feeling about them. But D- domestic animals, you don't like domestic animals? Not that I don't like them. I just don't. I, they don't resonate me the same way that wild animals do. Uh-huh. And mostly because, like, I don't know. There's a. I think there, I have a, a strange like relationship with the idea of domesticated animals. Mm. Um. So, I I don't know. I don't, I don't, they don't, yeah, I don't know. But when I see, like, wild animals and I know the effect that human beings have on, like, their livelihood and how we just build in freaking buildings on top of their homes yeah. and pushing them out of places, you know, so it just kind of resonates with me different. But um, it's just unfortunate when you see, like, you know, these, these animals are just trying to live their life and then these dumbass, like, people get word of a monkey pox and they start killing them you know it just this is crazy or like even when uh covid happened and you know there was a lot of asian hate going on and people doing like hate crimes and fighting asians and yeah stuff. you don't fight an asian you gonna go right you still gonna go right over to the panda express you better leave them people alone yes that's facts that's ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, let's go ahead and wrap this shit up, man. Yeah. Um, uh, last but not least, I want to appreciate everybody who has reached out to me mm-hmm. to send your condolences. That means a lot, especially during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pray that all of you, because I'm not the only motherfucker going through shit. So, yes, I could mourn and actively understand I'm not the only one going through a life event. So my prayers and my thoughts go out to all of y'all as well. Yeah. However, if you made it to the end of this podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, let me get some. Oh, you got yeah. to get some shit off? For, yeah. Of course, rest in peace to Big Ed, man. He's, uh, you know, obviously that's your dad, but he was like, you know, that was like family to us. So, you know, rest in peace to him. And, you know, it was a it was kind of a, a strange thing. He he probably lived a little bit longer than he than he should have. Yeah. Um, which is a blessing, you know, and oh, obviously yeah. it gave us time to, to to go out there and see him and stuff like that. Um, but just as a, a word to anybody, um family is important regardless of like death. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, for for all the listeners out there, I would just hope that you would make the time, make the effort to, you know, see people regularly, talk to your cousins that you yes. haven't spoke to in months, you know, make sure you set up, you know, uh, you know, FaceTimes or whatever. Just just make time. We're all busy. You're always going to be busy. You know what I mean? But, but you're going to make time for that funeral. So you might as well make time. Exactly. You're going to call life. off of work to go to the funeral, mm-hmm. whether it's on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day, whatever day of the week, you're going to make time for it. But, you know, um, you know, just make time for those people while they're alive. And, it, and it's tough. You know, I understand it's tough because I have a huge family and I have a lot of I got a lot of cousins. I got a lot of um, aunts and uncles and we got group chats and stuff like that. And, and, you know, that's kind of how we touch bases with each other. But, um, you know, even for me on my dad's side of the family, I'm just not as diligent with keeping up with them. And, you know, they're, they're as much a part of my family as my mom's side of the family. So, um, I'm not saying I'm doing it to perfection, but I am, um, you know, I'm aware of it and I'm, you know, I'm trying to be more intentional with, with, with talking to my cousins and stuff like that. So I just say, uh, you know, life is life is short and, um, you know, we don't like the, our next breath is not promised. We're, me and Eddie and I are not promised to finish this podcast, um, but you don't want to live with um, the regret of, man, I wish I would have hung out with such and such. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have had a, a picture with such and such. I wish I would have been able to, you know, go um, watch a movie with such and such or whatever. I wish our kids, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so you have an opportunity after hearing this to go and make that happen. So, um, do it. Definitely, man. Um, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, Keith. Mm -hmm. Um, if you guys have made it to the end of this podcast, we definitely appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a trucker's mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K things. We're out of here. Peace.